Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. <clears throat> this is our, what is this, Tuesday night, our Tuesday night broadcast, um, live on Blog Talk. Um, I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Paul Pentor tonight. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer over the course of the next two hours, please give us a call. So, um, where are we at? Okay, Holy Spirit. Father God. Holy Spirit, we surrender the next two hours of this broadcast to you. Jesus asking that you would glorify your name tonight. That you would glorify your name through signs and wonders, Lord that you would pour out your grace and your mercy, Father, upon the hearts and the lives of those who are listening tonight. Lord, that you would open their eyes and open their spiritual ears, Father, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Holy Spirit, reveal the scripture to us tonight, Lord. Reveal Jesus Christ to us. Father, reveal tonight your plans and your purposes for this earth to us. Reveal your plans for our own lives, Lord. Transform our hearts, Lord, and shape them and mold them into yours. Father, tonight we intercede on behalf of every nation on this earth, Lord. Asking that you would establish your name, Father. That the name of Jesus Christ would be proclaimed and magnified on every corner of the earth. Father, that you would raise up men, women, and children in whom you can show yourself strong. Raise up men, women, and children, Lord, who seek your voice. Who will follow you, Lord. For all those out there, God, that are on the missions fields and in the underground churches, Lord, we ask that you would give them boldness, as always, to preach the word of truth in season and out of season. Father, increase our faith in believing, Lord. Increase our ability to expect amazing and miraculous things, Lord. Increase our ability, Father, to discern your voice from the voice of the enemy. Holy Spirit, increase our ability to be sensitive to your voice, to your leading. Father, expand the borders of our hearts tonight, Father. Expand the borders of our expectations. We lay the next two hours at your feet, Jesus, that your will would be done inside of it, that you would draw all men to yourself, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to those who don't yet know you, Lord, and for those who do know you, Father, that you would reveal yourself in a deeper way, Lord, draw them into your presence, Father, reveal your compassion, 
Father, reveal your love, Lord. Reveal your desire for fellowship with us to them. Lord, whatever needs um, that are available tonight, Father, Lord, you already know what everybody needs. So, Father, in your name, Lord, we ask that you would be glorified, Father. Whether it's healing or finances, Lord, emotional or spiritual, it makes no difference. For you're the God who's more than enough. You are the God who is all-sufficient in all things. You are our shield, our banner. You are our strength, Lord. You are our exceeding great reward. And so we lift up your name, Father, declaring that, Jesus, you are Lord tonight over every circumstance, over every situation. If you need prayer over the course of the next two two hours, once again, give us a call, 619-638-8458. We're going to go to some worship for just a minute, and we will be right back. I've got trials and tribulations, troubles all around. My desires and expectations have been lost more than I'm found. And Lord knows I often falter in the smallness of my pride. But when I kneel down at His altar, I am lifted up inside. Till I stand.
Sorry about the delay, everybody. Um, Paul, we're there. We go, Paul. We're back live now. Okay. Um, well, God bless everybody that's listening live tonight. Um, as one of our goals, as the Lord has put on our heart here, um. That prayer international and God is at work. Um, our goal is is to establish prayer international having a true footprint, um, boots on the ground in all the sovereign nations. Um, just recently. We've had a gentleman come on to our prayer intercessory platform at Prayer International. His name is Emmanuel Nathala. Um, Emmanuel um, and his family, um, they're involved with Grace Children's Orphanage um, out of India. Yeah. And... They feed and care for 75 orphans right now and or abandoned children in India um, who is homeless and fatherless children um, due to lack of suffering of food and clothes and education. Um, Yesterday evening, Emmanuel was led to come to Prayer International we met up, we talked after our program last night, and Emmanuel started sharing to me what their vision was in India. I started looking at their website, looking at what they're doing, and hallelujah, they are definitely serving the Lord. Amen. Um, I wanted to pray over Emmanuel's ministry, Um, his father who was saved in 1973 and due to the storms over in India, um, I'm just going by a little uh, memory, but I believe there was about 2,000 people, homes, about that time, which is 1996 when they got hit by a great cyclone that stormed their place. At that time, nearly 2,000 people died, and many children became homeless. They were destitute. They were hungry, and even lost their fathers and and mothers. Um, Emmanuel's father, who was in the cyclone storm in the area with his wife and four children, their homes, their roof was all torn apart because of the cyclone. And at that time, they went to a building for safeguards. Um, God saved his family, his children, and some families that were with him. Praise the Lord for all the miracles. Overnight, uh, according to his father, uh, seeing the decimation, he decided to admit some more fatherless children into their home. During that time, it was about 50 children that joined their home. And he bases that upon James chapter 127 
it's kind of funny I'm reading that because I was going to preach on, or at least speak on the book of James tonight, as the Lord led me. Um, I would like to introduce Emmanuel. I would like for Emmanuel to kind of, what I would like for you to do, Emmanuel, is is kind of introduce who your father is and your mother. Um, give us an idea of what your ministry is, y'all's vision, where you are in India. Uh, take as much time as you want. Then we're going to pray over your ministry, and then we're going to induct you into Prayer International. Is Prayer International India. Um, Sean Holmberg tonight um, started off with the love offering through PayPal into your ministry, our twice-song seed ministry. Um, as funds come into our ministry, we want to honor the Lord with holy which is 10%, and start, you know, broadcasting seed in other ministries so that we can have a blessing. And um, so, Emmanuel, go ahead and tell us about your ministry. Take the time that you need, and um, then we'll pray over your ministry afterwards. Go ahead. Emmanuel? Hello. Hello. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. How are you all? Hello. Go ahead, speak. You have the platform. You are now live on the Bomb Talk Radio Show at Prayer International. Yes, brother. Hello, my name is Emmanuel Natala. I am from Andhra Pradesh, India. <clears throat> I'm I'm run I am now um, I'm I'm running an orphanage which is called a Great Children Orphanage. Okay, okay, brother. I will come on the Just one second, brother. Okay. Yes, I'm here, brother. Okay. Well, I have you live. You're on Skype with me, and the reason why I did it with Skype is to save you money. So go ahead and give us a testimony of how you got into ministry and give us a uh, a top line on Grace Orphanage, and tell us about your mother and father and your ministry's vision there in India. Yes, brother. Hello? Go ahead. You're live. Okay, brother. Welcome, brother. My, my father... My father, Reverend John David Raju, started an orphanage in India in 1996 with the organization Great Children's Orphanage, commitment to the soul and uh, destitute and uh, lonely children and boys and girls are begin, begin admitted by providing them food, 
and education, clothes, books, and health. Free hostel facilities, accommodation for all the poor and needy children. It is a registered organization. It is a registered organization in India. Uh, our registered charity number four two three by nineteen ninety eight. Our primary motto is including the spiritual learning and build up God's wisdom among the products. We are also <coughs> preaching the gospel of all remote villages who is know about Jesus. So we we have twenty five pastors, uh, uh, we have twenty five co pastors and we are all together to Lord's work. And uh, we 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 visit every villages and preach uh, preach the good good news of Jesus Christ. In the beginning, uh, we started with uh, ten children at our home. My father started uh, with first ten children uh, with his own resources, resources, and now at present we have seventy five children. Who is homeless and fatherless and motherless children in places and Bhimavaram and uh, Amalapuram. We have two our places right now. And also we are providing all the facilities like uh, shelter, food and uh, clothes. So my dear friends, please be concerned about the Indian poor and needy children and uh, help us and praying for us. So we praise God for Prayer International group. Um, the Lord is so good and He's given me wonderful ministry like uh, Prayer International group. I, I would very happy to work with and uh, partner with uh, Prayer International group. Uh, I, I I also would like to register in the name of Prayer International India. Praise the Lord. Please continue to pray for us, my dear friends. And we are all praying for you. I know that the Lord will bless me through you and uh, um, Prayer International Ministry in India. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, you want to have a word of prayer? Yes, brother. Go ahead and pray. Dear Lord Jesus, please bless the Prayer International team members and uh, ministries, my Lord. Please bless me to bless them others through international ministry. Dear Lord, please Dear Lord,
please provide all our indian people needs my lord and bless me and our children's widows and leprosy dear lord jesus thank you for hearing my heart in jesus name we pray amen Um, I wanted to bring Emmanuel on the air tonight. As I mentioned earlier, our vision and our goal here is is to get a footprint established in all the sovereign nations. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, But as we continue to put in our efforts every night, God's going to bring them. If you read what Isaiah 43, verses 4 through 7, if we go and we look at it, what the Word of God says, Isaiah 43, verses 4 through 7 says, Since you are precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give you men for you, and people for your life. Verse 5 says, Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring you descendants from the east. India is to the east of the U.S., and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar. And the Lord has brought Emmanuel to us. And my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him, yes, I have made him. So as we continue in our efforts here at Prayer International, and as I continue to stress to everyone, Christopher, Sean, and I were we're, we're regular. We're, we're three regular guys that at some point in their life, God miraculously intervened in our life and. So we just try to serve the Lord. And as the Lord stirred up Sean's spirit to build the website and stirred up Christopher's spirit to birth Prayer International, you know, I'm just a laborer in the background helping these guys. Um there's no egos here. Our goal is is to pray for the lost, have the hick, have the sick healed, help widows, help the hungry, and feed God's children with the word and however way we can. Um, through all of the efforts 
the lower body manual on our platform last night, and we immediately connected through way of Skype. We prayed. Um, the Lord has put in my spirit to become a partner with his ministry, us personally and my family. And as of today, Prayer International has sent him a love offering to, you know, to help in any way. Um, we believe in the twice sown seed. In other words, as seed comes into our ministry, we want to bless other ministries. So we sow at least what is holy, which is 10%, the first fruits. Um, I want to pray for my brother Emmanuel. I want to, I want to pray for his family. Um, I want to pray for his mother and father um, and for the ministry. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Reverend N. John David Radu. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given him as the founder of Grace Children's Orphanage in India a vision. A vision from a young age, Heavenly Father, that you have raised up a son in India to become a fully dedicated Christian and to learn about Jesus and become spiritually involved. As it says in his testimony, Heavenly Father, he has a sincere love and fear and a lot of love for the God baptized for God, who baptized him in the year of 1973. In 1975, the first week of May, as he was working in Mumbai, Heavenly Father, a man of God, Pastor Reverend Paramajuti, Reverend P, came to preach the crusade that he attended. And he went to hear his word and went to convey his greetings personally. At the request of Reverend P, he requested that he marry an orphan girl in Wings of Healing Children's Home, which was ran by Reverend P. And as he interpreted his word and his will of God, he agreed to marry the orphan girl. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I raise up your son. I raise up your daughter. Heavenly Father, I raise up Emmanuel, the follow to you, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we raise up this ministry. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you pour out your spirit in India. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will raise up sons and daughters, prophets and priests, apostles and pastors, Evangelists, missionaries, teachers, Lord God. Heavenly Father, as we pray over Christ's children's orphanage, we pray, Heavenly Father, because you are a God of multiplication and addition. Your word says if we faint not in due season, we will receive the harvest. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for Sean Holmberg, that he swiftly obeyed the word of God as he sowed a seed into this ministry, a love offering. As Christopher and Sean and I pray, and we have a meeting, Heavenly Father, we pray that our ministry increases. And as our ministry increases, Heavenly Father, we pray that we will become strong in the Lord with this ministry, with Emmanuel, Grace Children's Orphanage. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that they will be part of Prayer International. It's part of our vision that they will be interceding on our behalf out of India for Prayer International India. We pray, Heavenly Father, as you pour out your spirit, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you bind and you curse any strongholds and all strongholds over the region of India in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray as you pour out your spirit on India in this ministry, Heavenly Father, that you will be the Lord of multiplication and that you will raise up a nation out of India of son and daughters that will sow into the kingdom soil of the nations. Lord God, as we pray for this ministry, we pray that you will multiply it and that both of us, Heavenly Father, as brothers serving the Lord, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will ordain all of our activities, that you will bless every word that protrudes the lips of my mouth and his mouth, Heavenly Father, and that they will become fruitful. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen? Um, Emmanuel, what we will do at some point, we'll bring your mother and father on, and we'll let them have a word, and uh, we will just start building a fruitful relationship between us and you guys, and uh, we'll give God all the glory. Amen? Amen, amen. Amen. Well, um, I would like to go over here. Um, to the book of James and in the book of James his father was talking about when they bought the um, 50 children into their life <laughs> oh. um, James one twenty seven. So James one twenty seven says, "Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this." Yeah. Visit orphans and widows in their trouble. And to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Hallelujah. 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 
Well, I truly believe that there is a lot of fruit in serving widows. You know, when Elijah approached a widow who was in a time of famine, the Lord told her as she approached him or told Elijah, as she explained to the prophet that they did not have no food to make it through the famine. He asked her. She was going to have to. Now, there was two different situations, and forgive me if I'm, I'm confusing the two. But in one of the situations, they were gonna. she was going to have to sell off her two sons from the slavery to pay off debt in one of the situations. Um, and Elijah said, do you have anything? You know, she only had a little bit of oil. And he told her to go gather jars. And when she moved in obedience to what the prophet said, and told her to go into the closet and pray and shut the door. You know, she didn't shut the door, as I've heard men preach on this, and crack it and look through it. And we all know that it would, for me, I know it for me, it would have been hard not to be peeking through the door, you know, to see what was going on. But she honestly went in there and, out of obedience, shut the door and went and prayed. And God multiplied that all. He carried her all the way through the famine. Um, so I believe that any time the Lord is putting a widow in your life, that you should look at the opportunity that the Lord is presenting because... There's nobody, there's no man out there in our life that we can put trust in that can pour out a blessing the size that God will. Um, amen. So I truly believe in my belief that what this young man and his family is doing has a lot of fruit to it. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 19 and 17 that when you lend to the poor, when you give to the Lord, when you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Um, so for those of you that are listening, and I know there are people out there that are listening, that they might not have a lot. But they have a heart of love. They have a heart of generosity. They have a heart that they lend to the Lord by sowing their time, whether it's in the animal kingdom, whether, you know, uh, it's mowing someone's lawn, um, whatever it may be. You know, I can assure you that God's not just looking for your money. Um, 
God's looking for a fervent heart, someone that just loves the Lord, that's willing to give their time to somebody, someone that's willing to go check on a widow, um, someone that's looking for, if there's someone in your neighborhood that needs food that, that you can bless with, um, cooking, however it may be. So, um, I give God all the glory for Grace's Children's Orphanage. Um, I thank God that he has paired us up with a ministry that has a love that we have. I know Christopher and I know Sean. Um, as soon as I told this to Sean, you know, just to act out of obedience, you know, Sean got on PayPal and, you know, he sold a small seed and if I'll tell anyone, hey, there's no seed too small for God. Um, uh, it was just an act of obedience and a pure love that Sean got connected with Grace's Children's Orphanage um, with a love offering. We are now partners, um, and we serve a God that's about addition and multiplication. And I, I can assure you the seed will increase as we um, strengthen our partnership with them. Um, Emmanuel? Yeah. What is y'all's vision? Um, I understand y'all have two orphanages. Um, you run one, you and your wife and your mother and father run an orphanage, correct? Correct. Right. Um, are y'all looking at increasing? What well, what part of India? You're down at the south tail end of uh, India, correct? Correct, brother. Yes. Okay. Well. Um. All right. Well, let's do this. Um, why don't we go over to uh, Proverbs 6 today? Being that it is um, March the 6th, and uh, um, just go ahead and study Proverbs 6 for a bit um, We prayed over Sean earlier Sean works in the public um, Has a lot of contact with people And you know We're all going through a new We're all entering a new season so Sean didn't feel good earlier. He said he had about a hundred and something fever. And we decided to pray for him, and he said he lost about three degrees in fever. Um, nine. So God touched him tonight. Is that correct, Sean? Actually, it was nine degrees from the time that we all prayed. Uh, 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 
That's something out of India. I think I think one of their church bells went off. The funny thing is, Paul, like when when we prayed, uh, it wasn't even like I I checked my temperature like right afterwards, and my and I was at like a hundred and something right before we prayed, like twenty minutes before we prayed. And, Right after we prayed, it actually dropped to 99, so, and then it went down. So, uh, the Lord answers prayers quick. Okay, how was, bear with me one second, Sean. Um, okay. All right, um, can you say that again, Sean? Well, I was going to say, um, so for all y'all out there, um, I work, um, I do um, tech support, and I just happen to do tech support at a healthcare facility, um, not even a hospital, it's just their corporate office, and like everybody's been sick up there, but um, the last three or four days, I've been really sick. Um, today, I got home and was all excited about doing the broadcast, and literally five minutes after walking in the door this afternoon my temperature went up to like a hundred and something degrees and so I was laying in bed and I told my wife I was still doing the broadcast no matter what and um so she prayed a little bit and then next thing you know Paul called and Paul wants to pray and so um my daughter um my oldest daughter and my wife were laying hands on me while Paul was praying on speakerphone and I had checked my temperature, and it was like a hundred degree, hundred and a little over a hundred degrees. Um, right, like twenty minutes before Paul called, and then literally while I was on the phone with Paul after he prayed, I checked it again, and my temperature had dropped to ninety nine degrees. Um, so literally like ten degrees in less than a few minutes after praying. Um, so the Lord definitely um, does heal people really quickly. Um, So, um, but um, I wanted to say, you know, we were talking about um, Grace Orphanage. Um, you know, I remember a long time ago I used to be on um, MySpace with my personal account. And I remember I had this little phrase up there because um, I'm all about phrases. And the phrase I said was that my heroes were the people that were out there um, in the missions fields and in the churches and um, out there doing all the other things that the Bible says that we're supposed to do that most of us only sit around and talk about. And, you know, we all can't be in the mission field, um, even though we're always in a missions field wherever we're at, in our own cities and our, wherever we work. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, there are a lot of people out there across the world um, in places like India where there's millions and millions and millions of people um, who don't know the Lord And you know the very fact of finding One person um, Though I know the Lord Jesus has an army of Intercessors in India um, You know finding one Person who's like actually standing For the gospel and is Pretty much you know you, if you look at the, the ministry Of Grace Orphanage it's literally like reading out of Jesus's playbook. I mean, pretty much the life that Jesus had um, is exactly what these guys are doing. And um, so as far as us supporting them, I mean, hey, it's like I told Paul, I mean, you know, 
the money that comes into Prayer International, um, we don't mm-hmm. consider our money. Um, whatever donations, tithe, whatever comes in, I mean, it's pretty much, okay, it's the Lord's money. What will the Lord do with it? And it's not for us. It's for the kingdom. And, you know, if we can help or um, help anybody out there, any ministry across the world that needs something um, <clears throat> to proclaim the gospel, that's what we're going to do. Um whether that's an orphanage that needs funds or a group that needs Bibles. I mean, we're just completely sensitive to the Holy Spirit um, for the work of the gospel because, you know, we know it takes a lot um, to get people out um, out in certain places, and it takes money. Um, I mean, I hate money. I hate the fact that it takes money for everything, but you know what? That's just the way it is. Um in the world that we live, there's outside of the grace of God, nothing's free. And, you know, especially running an orphanage where um, you have so many people, 75 plus people that you're responsible for. Um, And so we're going to keep praying and keep interceding. And, you know, I I believe that not only um, are they going to keep doing what they're doing now, but I I really do believe that the Lord is going to actually increase the number of people in the, that are in that orphanage. Um, and so, you know, we're going to, like Paul said, I mean, partner with them because, um, they're doing the works of Jesus and that's what we're doing. And this isn't about us three people, me, Paul and Chris, this is about the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says that we're many members of one body. We're not just like one individual ministry. We're all one ministry of the Holy Spirit unto the earth. Um, so that's pretty much it, Paul. It's funny that you were going to preach about James to James tonight because that's exactly what I was going to preach on. So, Hallelujah! <laughs> you know, I, I think that's funny. We talk about it quite often. How I'm in Kansas, you're in Dallas, and Christmas in Garland, and um, you know, Palo Alto. Download a message or stir up my spirit in the same line that your spirit is lined up. Um, so, one of the things that I would like to do tonight um, is, as well, I want to make sure that we stay sensitive to the spirit and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, The Bible says, may they prosper who love you. And I want my household to prosper. I want the store where my wife works to prosper. I want my community to prosper, especially because we're in a farming community, agriculture. I live in a town, in a state that we really don't have high rises. The high rises um, we have are grain elevators, and um, so a I want to pray for a couple of nations. Obviously, we're going to pray for India tonight. 
Uh, I want to look at our website and pray for the nations that are coming on board with us. And uh, I definitely want to pray for Sherry. Um, Sherry has a SSI disability court date on the 8th um, and what have you. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this platform. We give praise to you, Heavenly Father, that we can glorify your name through the byways and highways and networks of Black Talk Radio, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth through us, Heavenly Father, as it is in heaven. Heavenly Father, we stand on the word of God tonight because your word says that you're not a man that you're going to lie to us. That every word that protrude your mouth, Heavenly Father, that it will prosper in the things that you sent it for, Heavenly Father. Lord God, as we pray for Jerusalem in obedience, to your word, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will send signs and wonders and miracles to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and all the nations, Heavenly Father, throughout Israel. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will raise up a prophetic generation out of Israel. Out of Jerusalem We pray Heavenly Father That you will pour out your spirit That your sons and daughters Will fill you Heavenly Father Manifest in their hearts And that you will be the driver Of their hearts Heavenly Father That you will bring the kingdom down Heavenly Father In Jerusalem We pray Heavenly Father That you will send your angels forth and that you will give Jerusalem, Heavenly Father, a hedge of protection. Lord God, we pray a Psalms 91 hedge of protection prayer over Jerusalem. Heavenly Father, we thank you for prayer international. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that through prayer international, we are able to break strongholds, Heavenly Father. As we pray for Bimabaram, India, as we pray over the whole region of India, Heavenly Father, as we pray for Emmanuel and the orphanage in India, Heavenly Father, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will send forth your spirit, that you will manifest in the lives of the sons and daughters and the children and the fathers and mothers, Heavenly Father, over India, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, of all the Hindu, Muslim, atheism, and witchcraft, Heavenly Father, we bind and we curse it 
We pray, Heavenly Father, that your spirit will be poured out throughout India, Heavenly Father. And that those that seek your face, Heavenly Father, that they will prosper in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we pray for the region of the Philippines, Cebu, Bokulon, throughout all the Philippines, Manila, the capital, Quezon City, Philippine Philippines. We have a lot of activity coming from that nation, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you protect them, that you put a armor of God over the island of the Philippines, Heavenly Father. For all those visiting us, Heavenly Father, from the Philippines, as they listen to our archives, as they listen to us live, Heavenly Father, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll raise up a son, that you'll raise up a daughter that will stand in the gap with us as boots on the ground in the Philippines. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will raise up a ministry, Prayer International Philippines, Heavenly Father, just as you have raised up Prayer International India, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we pray over Jakarta, Indonesia, the capital of Indonesia, where our spiritual daughter, our adopted daughter from Compassion, Compassion International, Marcelina Sofriani Adrianti. We pray, Heavenly Father, over Jakarta in the region of Indonesia. We pray over Singapore, Heavenly Father. We lift up Ophelia, Heavenly Father, that you will mark every doorpost on our house, Heavenly Father, with the blood of Jesus. We pray over Russian Federation, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will pour out your spirit and break off strongholds over Russia. Over Ramaha Hendry, India. Over Cairo, Egypt. We pray, Father, that you will raise up sons and daughters. That you will change the whole complexion over Cairo, Egypt. Over Slovakia, Bratislava. Nick Varn, Sweden. Heavenly Father, we pray that you send your angels, that they will minister to the Swedish, to Milan, Italy, Switzerland, Quirkow, United Kingdom, Salisbury, as we move to Brazil, Heavenly Father, we pray over Curitiba. Brazil, San Pablo, Rio de Janeiro. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll bring up boots on the ground. Prayer International, Brazil. Santiago, Chile. La Praz, Bolivia. Father, we pray over South America from every border, 
in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray over all these nations from Prayer International. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll change the countenance, that you will redirect the feet, that you will be the lamp of the feet and the light of the journey of each of your sons and daughters in these nations in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Um, I don't know what happened to Australia. Um, um, I don't see it on the map, but we had um, Australia on there. But we pray for Australia too, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, uh, Let's go ahead and go to the book of James. I was looking at James 3 earlier because we're going to do a science fair project, a Holy Ghost project, the Promise Keepers Men um, and at our church and at our local grocery store. I'm going to cook up some rice and put it in the jars and my wife is going to make me some stickers that says you fool and thank you on them. And when the children of God, sons and daughters, grasp when we can all truly get our arms around our language and how strong our words are and how how destructful the words that come out of our mouth are, um, it can definitely change the paths of our lives. If you look in the New King James Version, what I'm going to read from, because Brother Christopher likes this, what he reads out of, says the untamable tongues, James chapter 3. Says my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body indeed. We put bits in horses' mouths that they may be that they may obey us. And when and we turn their whole body. It says, look also at ships. Oh, well, they may be large and are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is 
a little member and boast great things. You hear a lot of members, a lot of pastors talk about the probably the most deadly member on our body is our tongue. Um, that tongue, as it says in Proverbs, in the tongue is life and death. And it kind of runs in parody to this untamable tongue here. It says here that so how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. As it says in Mark chapter 7, it's not what goes in our body that defiles us. It's what comes out of our mouth. Because out of the mouth comes the heart. You can tell by people's language that they're hurting by just by their language. It says that the tongue is a fire, a whole world of iniquity. The tongue is so among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on by fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, fully full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made of the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. You know, when we go through at some point in our life and we surrender to God and we go through a prayer of salvation and we are born again according to John 3, that we are a new creature and are now available and are of the kingdom. We was listening to a gentleman tonight on Elijah Fire Radio, which is, he, he did a very good job. He talks about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. On earth meaning that as we fulfill becoming newborn Christians, born again, that he that is in us is greater than he is in the world because we are of a new creature. The Holy Ghost now dwells in us. We are the lamp, the light, and the salt of the world. We are now the kingdom. But are we walking in the kingdom? Is our mouth speaking one thing? And our walk another. That says, my brethren, these things ought not be so. How can you be a Christian? How can you be born again and of the kingdom? But every word that protrudes your mouth 
be not so. It says, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So, now I'm not a preacher or a teacher. I come on as a servant for the Lord and helping my brothers when they're down, not feeling well, tired. Christopher's out doing ministry tonight. Sean, he wants to ride in the back seat. Um, but all of this, whenever we pick up the cross after salvation and God transforms us, um, I don't have my arms around it totally on horoscopes, okay? But as I hear Dr. Mike Simons preach horror scopes, um, I have a dear friend of mine in the Lord. He's a protege, a gentleman who I led to the Lord, and he posts on Facebook stuff from K-Love Radio, stuff from Bible Gateway, and then all of a sudden, he throws a curveball with Vaseline on it out of nowhere, telling us to look at the Mark 6 horoscope. Now, the Bible says that God even exalts his word over himself. Because if you look at John 1, at the beginning was the word, the word of the God. Um, now, I told him that, look, if there are people that know me and you rub shoulders, and you go out there and you tell them that, hey, he is my mentor, and they see you going out there talking about horoscopes, well, it makes them look at me like, well, what are you telling this guy, you know? Um, it's like no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Horoscopes, they are not in the will of God. Uh, palm readers, tarot cards, golden calves. You know, they are not of God. Um, so we pray for him that he get revelation, even though he has been counseled um, about horoscopes. Um, believe it or not, he still posts them. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go to my mentor here, Sean. Sean, do you want to kind of 
before we go on to heavenly versus, ah, oh, it says right here, heavenly versus demonic wisdom. Well, that, that's, isn't that funny? Here we are talking about it. It's the next in James. Can you touch on horoscopes? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, there's two types of wisdom in the world. There's the world's wisdom, and then there's the wisdom that only comes from God. And, you know, the way I see it is um, you can either put your trust in the stars or you can put your trust in what some man says about your future. Um, or if you want to get into in-depth horoscopes and tarot cards and all that, you could put your trust into what some demon wants to say. Because whenever people practice and um, – what I, I guess we could refer to as demonic uh, activities because, see, the problem with, um, you know, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Um, and, you know, one of my backgrounds before being delivered by the Lord is I was actually in the occult for a while. And um, I learned a lot about how some of that stuff that – some of that stuff actually works. And, um, you know, in today's society, um, the world tends to glorify things like, like, um, like horoscopes and tarot cards and, and, and they pass it off as if, if it's just like another simple thing, it's no big deal. It's like getting a lottery ticket or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, there, there's only three voices that you're going to hear. You're going to either hear your voice, or you're going to hear the voice of God, or you're going to hear the voice of the enemy. And, you know, tarot cards, for example, the way they work is the same way that people who believe they have past lives um, because they have some knowledge about something in the past. It works the same way. A demonic entity actually um, starts giving you knowledge uh for that, for the most part, isn't true, and um, so you open up demonic gateways um, and give the enemy um, authority in areas of your life that don't belong to the enemy. Um, you know, the Bible says, um, I'm trying to think of the verse. Um, but you know what? Pretty much in the, in the long run, um, you know, you, you can put your trust in horoscopes, um, but it'd be much easier and more much more productive to go to the source of all knowledge, which is the Lord Jesus, to hear directly from God about your future. Because um, you know what? Horoscopes are just a man's uh, version of good news they want to pass out of whatever. And no one actually knows where this stuff actually comes from. But, you know, the Bible says that the word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And, you know, God said that he knows the thoughts he thinks of us, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. And we know through the blood of Jesus Christ and the grace of the Lord Jesus that we all have the ability to enter in into a relationship with the Father, Um and that through the Holy Spirit, because the Bible declares that the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals them unto us. If you want to know 
about your life and what your future holds, you need to go to the person who created you to begin with, the person who created the plan and fashioned the plan in, for your life, and put your trust directly in God and not in men. Because, you know, in the end times, the Bible says that men will be deceived, um, even possibly, even if possible, some of the elect. And because we have to be mindful and have the ability to discern the things that are of God and the things that are not. And just because you see some kind of sign or you see some kind of something mysterious that you can't explain, it doesn't necessarily mean it's of God. Um, Because there's still demonic powers working in the world, like um, Paul said in Ephesians when he said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. There are spiritual hosts of wickedness. There are still demonic entities that work in this earth and work in the people of this earth, um, most of the time whether they realize it or not. We luckily have been delivered. We've been bought by the blood of Jesus. Our eyes have been opened to expose the works of the enemy and bring them to light. Um, That's a pretty long summary to your question, Paul, but... Okay. Well, you know, I just know all along, you know, when we start walking with the Lord, you know, my birthday September 9th, I'm considered a Virgo. Virgos are very perfectionist. You know, um, believe me, it's tough being a perfection. You know, uh, someone that has the perfect spirit, huh? Nothing, that's funny. Go ahead. You know, I mean, you know how I am. You know how I operate. I'm I'm very hardcore. Um, You know, believe me, my wife, when she mows, one of my eyes gets a little littler than the bigger than the one's a little bigger because I'm looking at how straight those lines are, you know, and I'm out there with a shovel behind her, you know. And believe me, my wife knows how to mow. My wife is a mowing maniac, okay, um, because she went through mowing boot camp 101. You know, you know, you can still mow and the grass gets cut. We call it field. I call it field mowing. But, when you have a spirit of excellence, everything you do, going from horoscope, from being a perfection, to now of the kingdom, whatever you do, you do it as you're doing it unto the Lord, okay? I mow the church, and I guarantee you, no doubt, you can tell when I mow versus someone else. And I give God the glory because when I mow, it looks like a golf course. It looks like a country club. I will go ahead and take the time, you know, and I'll go back over it. And I'm talking about a big, I'm not, I'm not talking about no little church. I, you know, we're out here in agriculture land, so it's a lot of land. It's about a five-hour job just mowing. And I'm talking about on a 72-inch lawnmower, okay? Um, right. It looks like a country club. And I do it for God that way. I I guarantee you, I want people, when they drive by, I want them to get a crick in their neck. But, you know, when you do it for the Lord, you 
know, you can step out of one dominion into the other from horoscope, from being a Virgo and being perfection, you know, so where you're walking in the kingdom spirit as if you're doing it under the Lord. Amen? Amen. So uh, let's go down here to James because we was talking about it. Heavenly versus demonic wisdom. Verse 13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show you by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, and I would guess self-seeking would be looking at horoscopes, confusion, and every evil thing are. But the wisdom that is from above is pure. Then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, with partiality and without hypocrisy. Um, now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word in James chapter 3, in the name of Jesus. As I was mentioning earlier, Brother Chris, you know, I'm always in the chat room. I don't ever bother Chris nor Sean, you know. Um, yes, both me and my wife are ordained. We're ordained simply because God ordained us. Uh, we do have credentials through Hunter Ministries. Um, but the reason why we got ordained and God, God totally allowed it is because Christopher told me one time that you can't go to hospitals and pray for the sick unless you have credentials. That they required you to be ordained. It made me mad. You know, he was out at Hershey, Lewis Bedford, H-E-B Hospital. And, you know, we were on fire for God, on milk fire, wanted to go in the hospitals, kick in doors, lay hands on the sick. And God made a way where we got our credentials. Now, are they the same credentials that the Assembly of God credentials? Are they the same ones that Oral Roberts or the Southwestern Baptist Theology? No. Um but we don't. I don't consider myself a pastor. I definitely. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a teacher. I'm an intercessor. Um, I'm a servant for the Lord, and I sit in the background and I help these young men when they need help. Um, so, you know, if I say anything on here that, that may not be in line with God, well, you know, forgive me. <laughs> you know. King David, he did a lot of things that, are, that were not in line with God. I guarantee you, because he was a man after God's heart, God blessed him. And um, God's going to bless me because I'm willing to sow my time and put my best foot forward. Um, you know what? What? You know, I, I could say something about ministry. Um, you know, 
the disciples and the apostles and the the disciples after Jesus um none of them had none of them went to bible college none of them had like degrees or anything like that to recommend them to men um Jesus didn't have any such credentials all he had was the works of the father and the disciples were the same thing i mean the bible says they'll know us by our love and it says you'll know a tree by their fruit you know, when it comes to – there's a small misconception among people that they have to have some title or some some certificate to recommend them to the world to declare that, I guess, they're fit to preach the gospel or be in ministry. But, you know, according to the Bible, the very fact that you're born again, the very fact that you trusted the Lord – the very fact that you're filled with the Holy Spirit and know his word is all it takes to be a minister of the gospel. I mean, in fact, Jesus said that the Bible says that we are ambassadors to reconciliation as if God was reconciling the world through us. Um, you know, I, I think I said a long time ago on one of our really early broadcasts that, you know, when I was a kid, um, I used to have these Bible tapes. And um, and I would listen to these Bible tapes over and over and over again because um, my family didn't go to church a lot. And so when I was really hungry to hear the Word of God, I would just pop in these same preaching Bible tapes. And um, one of them was a guy named um, Dwight Thompson, who was an old, um, I guess, southern type of evangelist. Um, and, you know, something he said on one of his tapes that I still remember is he said that he, he gave this long um, topic about um, about like the harvest and about winning souls and about credentials. And he said, you know, we have a mandate from God. We have the word of God. We have the promises of God. You don't need anything else. We don't always necessarily have time to go to four years of Bible college or three years or anything else. If you have the call and you have the anointing of the Lord, just go out there and get it done. You don't need anything but the word of God and your faith and your relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit, when the Bible says the disciples went out preaching that the kingdom of God was at hand um, and the Holy Spirit was following them with signs and wonders, um, it wasn't because they had the right certificate or they had the right anything. It was because they were being faithful um, and being obedient to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit was doing the work. And, you know, like we, like Paul, like you always say, and like Chris always says, you know, it's the same Holy Spirit that dwells in us that dwells in them. And, you know, if you go to places like Africa and India where they don't have massive massive churches and they don't have um necessarily have massive bible colleges what you will find though is you'll find kids and men and women who are given a bible and they meet the lord and they just start trusting the lord they read what the bible says and they go out there and they start doing the works of jesus which is exactly what jesus said so i don't think that you know, i mean i know the world that we live in um they like to have their certificates and they like to have their um, titles because supposedly having a title makes something out of you. 
But in reality, the identity we have in Christ Jesus and the very fact that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit is the only identity that we're ever going to need. And just like Jesus, the world will know us not based on what pieces of paper we can produce, but by the works, by, by living the works of Jesus and by having the character and the integrity and love of Jesus. Because paper, um, words and paper don't change lives. It's the blood of Jesus that changes lives, and it's the presence of God that's on people. Um, you know, Paul said that those in one of the um, – Books of um, one of Paul's books, and I honestly can't remember which one. He said the thing, the people that seemed to be something to me added nothing to me. Um, there's a lot of people out there who have um, doctorates and ministers' degrees, and they have their own television shows and radio shows, but they may not have any substance to them. There's no power. There's no anointing. There's no um, compassion for the Lord. Um, they don't have they don't necessarily have the life and the walk that makes you realize that they've been with Jesus and they've spent time with the Lord. And I would prefer people who are just on fire for the Lord and people who just love the Lord Jesus and are willing to have the simple amount of faith it takes to read the word of God and to be able to declare the word is true. And then to turn around and take that same word and apply it to their lives and apply it to the life that the people they meet. And, um, you know, cause the anointing doesn't come, the anointing comes from the Holy spirit and that's plain and simple. Uh, so, um, you know, I had to go out and get ordained because I needed to marry, um, some friends of mine. And, but you know what? I never needed the ordination to know that I was called to preach the gospel of the Lord. That was given to me directly from the Lord because he gave me the anointing and put the desire in my heart to preach the gospel. And, you know, for anybody who's out there, um, if you have a desire to go preach the word of God, and if you have a desire to go lay hands on the sick, and you have a desire to um, feed the homeless and to do the works of Jesus, you know, those aren't really world desires. Those aren't desires that the world will give you because the world um, and the desires of the flesh are always selfish. Usually if you have a desire, anything related to the kingdom of God, God's the one who put it there. So that's all i got to say about that really, Paul. Amen. Um, well, you know, um, I would rather go out myself and make mistakes. You know, I mean, obviously we're going to make mistakes, but we have a gentleman that I want to pray for. We're going to pray for Sherry here in a minute, but I want to pray for Ron Rudy, Shane Rudy, and Debbie Rudy. Ron is one of our neighbors. Um, They're a biker family. You know, they've been raised around the big old handlebars and the long hair with the ponytail. They drive a truck, you know. um, And anyway, he came home to Sunday night, 12.40 in the morning, and was in Smith Center, called home to tell his son and wife that, you know, he just got in from over the road on the truck. 
Smith Center is 15 miles east. He jumps on his bike, starts coming in, and right as he entered into Kensington, we got a huge mountain, the Milo. It's a seed. You know, when our harvest this year was so great that they had to go out there on five acres of land and have all the farmers bring their seed over there, their mallow. Well, the deer are so thick here. When you come into Kensington, you come over a hill, and all of a sudden you see the little city here. It's only 350, 400 people. And as he was entering in, fixing to turn left on our street, Main Street, a deer ran from the seed, the big old mountain of Milo seed and ran out in front of his motorcycle and he hit the deer and it killed him. Um, a man who's grown up here for years. The the deer are very thick here. Um, our pastor, Daryl Schmidt at Heartland Worship Center, he just preached um, Sunday in the book of John 9 about the missions field. We're either of the field or we're missionaries. And, you know, there are a lot of people that will live a lifetime in church and never lead anyone to the Lord. I remember when me and Olivia led the first person in our life to the Lord in our journey. His name was Brandon Brock. And, you know, it's a, that was in May of 2008. Um, they were living out homeless underneath an old 100-year-old barn roof on drugs, blind. I asked any of them. We used to walk by there and we'd go walking in Farmersville. And I asked them if anyone ever told them God loves them, had a great plan for their life. Brandon said No. I said, well, would you like to change that? He said, yes. He was fed up and tired of being on drugs and being homeless. We, I said, well, here you go, Olivia. Olivia led him to the sinner's prayer. Um, we bought Brandon home to our property, cleaned him up, shaved him, cut his hair, Gave him some clothes, you know, let him take a shower. Did he fall and stumble? Sure. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he, he ended up doing a lot of jail time and stuff for, you know, because the devil was on his life. But, you know, God was transforming him. He, he just sent me a, a message on Facebook, you know, just yesterday. Might have been my mail. In fact, it was today. Um, but. This gentleman's father I've never met, but Rudy, Shane Rudy we know. Um, every now and then when we get done with Promise Keepers, we will drop off breakfast that we have left over. You know, we'll bless people in the community. And we've been giving it to him, and he, he looks at us. He's not sure what to think. Um, but I would rather make a mistake and may not say the right word, uh, just living out my salvation and trying to lead people to the Lord, then the, the, the C 
sit in the pews my entire life and never lead anyone to the Lord. Amen. You know, amen. And um, I, I'll never forget when Christopher used to try to explain to me that I had the same Holy Ghost he had. And boy, was he right. You know, God showed me early in our walk how awesome he is. And it's God. It's not us. God's just looking for a willing vessel to go out there and lay hands on the sick. And I, I will say, God heals. You know? Um, so let's pray for sharing. Um, I want to pray for a sickness that she feels is coming on her, bronchitis. I want to pray over her court case coming up. Um, and I want to pray for her son, Andrew. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can enter into your kingdom presence by the blood. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have a blood-bought right of a Father to enter into your kingdom, that we could call on your name at any time, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that your word says that if two or three shall gather as touching anything, believe in anything, Heavenly Father, that it shall be done of the Father who is in heaven. You know, your word says, Father, that Jesus says that we are even going to do even greater things because he goes to the Father. You know, Jesus said in Acts 1-8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to all ends of the earth and in Kansas and in Ohio. Therefore, he reminds us to stir up the gift of God, to stir up the gift of God. It's God's gift, which is in us through the laying on of hands. God's hands, not ours. And these signs will follow us to believe. In Mark 16, it says, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will make up, they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. It says here that they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And in Matthew 8, it says that Jesus, when the centurion came up to him, that his servant was sick, and Jesus said, let's go. But the servant didn't want him to go because he didn't feel they were worthy. But he said, but Lord, he said, just tell me that he's healed. And I know when I get there, he'll be healed. And Jesus just marveled. Um, 
because the guy had just enough belief of a seed of a mustard grain that he knew if Jesus told him he was healed, he knew when he arrived back home to party that he that his servant would be healed. So, Father, as it says in John fourteen twelve, as I mentioned earlier, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth in me, the works that I shall do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can call on your Son as an intercessor to the, of the Lord, Heavenly Father. That the confidence that we have in you, that anything we ask according to your will, Heavenly Father, that you hear us. And if we know that you hear us, whatever we ask, Heavenly Father, we know that we have the petitions, the requests that we ask of you, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we pray for our prayer international partner, Sherry. We pray, Heavenly Father, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth through Sherry, through Andrew, and we pray, Heavenly Father, over the region of Ohio, over the district that she's in. We we pray, Father, with a prayer of expectation that by salvation, and your word says that you exalt your word over yourself, and your word says in Numbers 23, 19, that you're not a man that you're going to lie. And Isaiah 55, 11, it says that every word that protrudes your, your mouth, that you will that it will prosper in the things that you send it forth. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you send your angels forth to Ohio. Thy kingdom come will be done in Ohio as it is in heaven. We pray, Heavenly Father, for provisions over the SSI hearing for sharing. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you open the eyes of the hearing panel. We pray, Heavenly Father, that all the documentation that is presented in this SSI hearing, that it lines up with the Word of God, and that you will mark the doorpost with the blood of Jesus, that you will stamp it, that Jesus will be the intercessor, that Jesus will be the advocate for Sherry in her SSI hearing, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we pray for our partner, Sherry. Lord God, the Word of God says in Psalms 103 that you heal all diseases. Heavenly Father, as we lift her up, we call on the ear, nose, and throat doctors of heaven. Heavenly Father, we bind and we curse the spirit of authority out of her in the name of Jesus. Father, we bind and we curse the spirit of bronchitis in the name of Jesus. We cover her in the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Your word says in 1 Peter 2, 24, the body stripes of Jesus, she is healed. Heavenly Father, as she lays her hand on her throat, 
We pray, Heavenly Father, that every white blood cell be increased in her body, Heavenly Father. That these white blood cells, they strangle, that they bind, that they curse the spirit of bronchitis, Heavenly Father. We speak life. We speak abundance of red blood cells. We speak abundance of white blood cells, Heavenly Father. And we speak the life of Jesus, that she be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's do this. Um, uh, Let's see here. Is there anybody that you want to pray over right quick? Um, Sean, or you just want to you want to put it on? Um, let's see here. We got what about eleven, ten minutes left? Uh, uh let's see here. Let's see here. Hallelujah. Well, it doesn't look like we have any more prayer requests at the moment, so um, we could always just end off with some worship. That'll work. Okay, everybody. Um, well, so thank you all for joining us. Um, we're back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock um, Central Standard Time. And if you need prayer in the meantime, before we get back, uh, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com, and we can... Um, Still be praying for you and interceding for you. So, um, for Paul, I'm Sean, and for Chris, uh, we're just praying that y'all have a um, blessed night, and we will see you again tomorrow afternoon. It's so important, people of God, to get into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see His presence. I'm in His presence. While I'm there thanking Him, I know that I have a right. Whatever I need, He will supply. I believe tonight somebody just wants him to open up the windows of heaven for you. Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let 
Somebody tell them, you're 29. 